This is quite an exciting conversation, I must say, because it's always easier to reflect on things uh, in hindsight, right? When you take a look at some of the lessons and the roller coaster rides that we've been through in the last 25 years. But help us understand overall, um, when it comes to investing in equities, it does seem like a roller coaster ride. You're yeah, and it does get tough. But fundamentally, what speaks and helps it contribute to uh, being an adequate avenue for long-term investors? Yeah, so, so maybe one way of answering that is to say, well, when you're investing, what are you, like, what are you wanting to achieve? And at the, at the very least, you're wanting to achieve returns that match inflation. So let's take a basket of goods that cost you a thousand rand. The turn of the century today it would have cost you 1,650 rand. And so, so you need to generate real returns. So something that, let's say if inflation is 5%, you need to sort of generate at least 5% to stay the same. Mm-hmm. But actually you want to grow your investments. And when you look at equities and the role that they've played, the reality is that you know, you actually need to take on a certain amount of risk because that risk gives you the reward and that reward is evidence in the fact that equities have significantly outperformed inflation you know, and more consistently than bonds and cash. So the real return, which is the excess over inflation of equities, has been around 5%, 6% you know, over very long periods of time. And if you look at bonds or cash, it's 2 or 3 So really you need enough equities in your portfolio if you want to kind of maximize the probability that you have enough uh, when you get to retirement. Mm. And this is important, right? Understanding the fact that you do need to take on some risk. And I think uh, this is also something that we need to analyze uh, from a retail mm. investor's point of view, Tamron. Talk to us about uh, managing that risk effectively and also understanding the variety of products that exist for South African in- investors, especially those of us who are risk averse, uh, to manage that risk adequately. Yeah, you know, the, the simplest way is to say to yourself, okay, well, Take one step back from, you know, how do I manage risk? How do I manage the range of choices? And just say, okay, what am I actually trying to achieve? And and what are my long-term goals? Uh, And that's sometimes quite a simple conversation, but often it's quite hard. You know, you have to really think about, okay, if I want to retire at 55, how much do I need? And how much am I going to need to have saved from this point to that point, you know, under a range of different assumptions to get there. Mm. And then you say, okay, well, that's what I need to put away uh, every month. Now, if I put it in X, it'll be, let's say I just put it in cash. Yeah, that's great because you're unlikely to lose it, but you're unlikely to have enough. So that actually you're going to have saved all that money, but it's not going to have compounded at the rate that you need it to. So when we think about that, you've got to have the right level of risk. And so let's say I'm 25. I'm not 25. I'd like to be 25. But let's say I was. And if I've got another 40 years to go um, to sort of my working career, I actually, and am I going to contribute 15% of my salary consistently? I actually need at least 60% in equities if I go to have a more than 80% probability of having enough, which is mm-hmm. defined as a replacement ratio. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think it's about stepping back. What are your long-term goals and object- objectives? Figuring out how much you need to put aside and then figuring out, okay, well, how much do I need to put kind of in a type of risk asset like equities? And then remembering you've got a long time yeah. so that you can actually look through the ups and the downs um, that you can see in the equity market on, on a short-term basis. 
Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that you've got a long time, but sometimes <laughs> in the moment it doesn't feel like it, right, Tamron? Because no, we tend to, we panic, we, we get heart palpitations and we get frustrated. And just looking at this 25-year time span, there are so many risk factors that have occurred from the global financial crisis to the tech bubble that we witnessed, commodity prices booming and, of course, declining significantly. Internationally, right. we've had Grexit, Brexit, uh, Trump as president, the Russia-Ukraine war, uh, looking at the pandemic. There are so many risk factors. Yeah. And I'm keen to understand how do we need to be more specific, I guess, in terms of stock selection uh, yeah. to, to iron out uh, the risk potential and fundamentally, I guess, you know, have the long-term yeah. gains that we look for as investors. Uh, you know, what's interesting is that even over all those bubbles, the, the, the rise of those bubbles and the birth of the bubbles, the both bubbles, the equities have, have generated real returns and in inflation. But actually, it doesn't mean that you can just invest, well, in, in our view, you, it, you can't just invest in the index to get kind of the long-term returns because what are you really doing when you're investing in equities? You're basically investing in businesses and we know that not all businesses kind of do well. Some will succeed and some won't be. So, you know, if you can invest in, let's say, a portfolio that is managed actively and that manager has demonstrated some skill in being able to select businesses that they think will do well or are trading at a discount to what they're actually worth, then not only do you get that return from equities, but you can supplement that return by the fact that the equities you select tend to outperform the broader index. Mm. Uh, and the idea of that, I mean, then you've, you know, you're able to focus your attention on these equities, that you sort of do need a long-term view to be able to really extract uh, that value. Got you. And I think this is important, right, Tamron? It's not just about investing in Zoom, Microsoft, Google, because they're the sexy tech stocks at the moment, but understand the long-term growth and trajectory. And typically, this is why the fundamentals of your investment strategy also matter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the fundamentals of your investment strategy is how you execute on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, it's the approach. And often how you do it kind of can change, but the principles that you apply actually need to stay reasonably consistent for you to kind of deliver on something consistently over a long-term period. Mm. Let's talk discipline and behaviors. We know that uh, greed and and fear often drive investment decisions. How do we need to manage this over the long term, especially during tumultuous investment times? I think there's two things, actually. So the the one thing is you, you, you do need to stay focused on the long term. Um, from an investor perspective, let's say we're investing in equities that we think are worth, um, you know, a lot more than we're buying them for. You know, what we also need is kind of a high degree of conviction. Uh, and the reason that's important is because your views are often tested. You know, the market provides a daily barometer of how you might be wrong. I mean, let's say I think a business is worth 100 and let's say I, then I buy it at 50. You know, because the market's negative on it or it's going through some short-term turmoil or different profitability. I mean, the reality is that business is not going to go from 50, from where I've invested today, to 100 in a straight line. It might drop down to 40. Maybe it'll even drop down to 30. And when it does go down to those levels, and this applies to kind of Alan Gray as the investor and the end client who's invested in the underlying fund, you need to say, well, do I believe that this fund, do I believe that this fund or the share can actually, you know, regain its trajectory to what I think is fair value? Because then if you interrogate that decision, free from emotion, free from fear, and that is very hard to do because that's what's dominating your consciousness at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might represent an even better buying opportunity and, and you can't get the uplift in returns 
if you don't have enough time to see the thesis kind of play out uh, and a sort of structure in place to be able to you know, enable you to endure through it. Very true. And Tamron, I can imagine many listeners might be sitting at home right now and thinking, ooh, this sounds technical. I'm not sure. Or taking a look at their investment portfolios or even their pension uh, statements and, and might be worried. And I'm keen to understand, you know, how would you recommend that they navigate this journey, especially, I guess, speaking to a professional who can assist them yeah. um, um, with the pressure points and anxiety that they might have? Look, remember that so much of this is actually within each individual's control. And, and, the, and the first place to start is just to start. So you start and you think about what am I trying to achieve and what are my goals. And then when you're discussing that and you're thinking about that with yourself, then you need to say to yourself, well, can I, do I need some help to try and navigate what is the best, best path from where I am now to where I want to get? Uh, and, you know, in that regard, we would recommend seeking out an independent financial advisor who can sit down and understand how best you, that individual can achieve their long-term financial goals within the context of their individual circumstances. Sometimes you can only save a little bit now, but a little bit more later. And sometimes you can save for a house, and sometimes stuff happens. And all this, your life, needs to be built around kind of your financial plan, and that, and that enables you to stay on track uh, in, in a sort of much more successful way. So, yeah, we would recommend, you know, sharing those views and those goals mm. with a financial help of advisor that can help you on that journey. Very true. Tamron, to close off with, I recall uh, when I first started in my investment journey, I thought, well, lock up your money, forget about it, and come back in 20 years' time. And then you realize, oh boy, my life's changing. This is a different dynamic. This is a new addition or something else is changing. Uh, And I guess this is also critical for us as retail investors to remember that when there are significant life changes, to communicate that with our financial planner, right? Because it might have a direct impact uh, on your investment goals. Yeah, it, it might do, but actually it also might not, you know, mm. so that's the point is to sort of say, well, actually life does happen and we can't stick rigidly to a goal. So let's say we, you know, something happens and we need to help out a family member. So then you need to think, okay, well, maybe I need to save a little bit less now and I'll put some away at this point. Um, and you sort of re, you kind of reconfigure your plan to still get to your kind of long-term goal, but in a, in a different way and at a different trajectory. And that's actually, that, I mean, that's probably a metric of success, not a metric of failure. Often people think, oh, well, I've adjusted my plan. You know, that's a mistake. But no, it's about just making sure that your goals stay intact and, and how you get there can evolve over time. Very true. So go sticking to financial discipline, I guess, uh, just listening back to some of the economic facts we shared, everyone's longing for the day we could fill up a petrol tank with 126 grand. <laughs> but boy, how times change. And uh, this is a fair reflection of why we invest, right, to fight inflation, which uh, is that Pac-Man that eats away at our money's growth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it is, it, is, uh, it is the kind of silent killer that we often... Um, that, that, that we don't appreciate. And that's why it is so important to, to look for assets that will generate kind of meaningful real returns. Yeah, definitely. Tamron, always a pleasure speaking to you and thank you so much yeah. for your time, helping us put things into perspective. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.